You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. We made it. This is it. Uh, this is the end of the year of love with the last movie review. It's October. We're getting ready for spooky season. Ghost. I'm excited to talk about Ghost. Eric, how the hell are you doing? To talk about Ghost, I was curious. These, this is a great time to really relive all these movies that I watched maybe when I was a kid or of a different age uh, to see if they test the new times um, in, in today's world, if they age well. And uh, I've seen this movie enough times to know a lot more of the movie than I expected, um, but I'm happy to talk about it. How many times have you seen this movie before going into this, Sarah? This was my first time seeing it all the way through, and I can't even say that I saw it all the way through this time because I did fall asleep, and about five minutes before we recorded this, I was cruising through the parts that I fell asleep to make sure I knew what was going on, Um, so now I have seen the whole movie. Good. I'm not the only one that fell asleep. (laughs) Um, I'll just go right off the bat since she said that. Um, I know this movie has a history. I know this movie has uh, clout, I guess. People love this movie. Um, I can't believe we reviewed Swayze twice. I maybe should have found something different. I don't know. But, yeah, dude, this is like one of the worst in this Year of Love series. This is really bad. Whoa. This was okay, really know, bad. Yeah, I know you're you're going in fast and quick already, but – uh, Look, I have a lot to. I have a lot of negative complaints, Eric. I, I, the, I, the whole show is negative. And we'll and we'll definitely get <laughs> we'll definitely get to it. But uh, before you get into the negative parts of it, this movie is in, made in 1990, PG-13, two hour long movie. All right, so kind of right. uh, of the time, really, uh, of what it was. And uh, this movie won two Oscars. For what? So yeah. so again, like we're reviewing another movie where you you may just be completely just. Uh, against it or just not with it at all. This one and what was the other the the rabbit uh, uh fatal attraction, mm-hmm. uh but they they won. Uh, this one won for best picture, best film editing. Uh oh no, it won best film. It won. Uh, best, it won best, best supporting act, actress yeah. and best writing. Whoopi Goldberg and then writing, best screenplay. Excuse me, it was nominated for best picture editing and best music. Hmm. Uh, yeah, but, uh, okay, so five nominations and two wins. Well, I mean, okay, so I will, I will, I will give it for Whoopi on this one. I mean, I, I don't know much about Whoopi. I, I can't say I'm a fan. I don't, I don't sister act in this, really. Oh, and Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> uh, Theodore Rex? Right? No, Theodore Rex. Thank you, Theodore Rex. Uh, that's what I know her from. But anyway, uh, no, no, she was actually really entertaining in this. I, I, I wanted the movie to be Whoopi, to be honest with you. Oh well, yeah, uh, she. Yeah. I, I think is one of those movies where the side character stole the show. Right, right. And I was reading IMDb that Patrick Swayze. I mean, like the role was not written for her at all. And Swayze was like, "No, man. I mean, like this one. This one's got to get it, kind of thing." So good for him. Uh, wow, two Oscar nuts. Not, not, too, look, not too often where where it does that, where the the side character wins. Um, what's another good one to think of? Uh, along came Polly. Oh yeah, yeah. Philip Seymour Hoffman. Hoffman. Yeah, yeah. I just sharded. Um, look, yeah. I, I just I, um, I I've never seen this movie before. 
I'll just I'll just spell that out. You know, like um, like if somebody have seen in your life, they're like, I've never seen Jaws, but I know the scenes. You know, that's kind of what it was for me, mm-hmm. right? Like I know the scenes, never seen it. Hold it on, was what not scenes be- do you, not to cut you off, but uh, first time watching it, I have to know what scenes, or maybe even quotes you know of of this movie. What what is being passed through in pop culture? Well, of course, the uh, what's that like nineteen. 19- 50s, 60s song, uh, song when she's making the clay pot. Oh, my. <laughs> Whatever the hell that goes. Uh, I'm a reviewer, fans. I'm not a not a, not a singer. Uh, that was huge, like the whole clay pot thing. Um, him getting shot but not realizing he was getting shot. Um, and then the uh, friend backstabbing. And then um, the ghostly um, from Harry Potter people taking them to hell. <laughs> the Dementors. <laughs> the Dementors. Thank you. Okay. Uh, I would say I, I knew the same kind of things. Uh, the um, the pottery scene with its uh, its Unchained Melody. It's the okay. Righteous, the Righteous Brothers. The Righteous Brothers. Um, I knew that one. And then I knew, maybe I have seen this before because it seemed sort of familiar. Um but the scene where he takes over Whoopi Goldberg's body yeah. and has that very sort of intimate time with Demi Moore that's really awkward when you think of it as Whoopi Goldberg and Demi Moore and it's not showing Patrick Swayze. Um, I think that's that's really all I knew about this movie. Fair the, enough. The pottery um, scene is uh, yeah, the big the one, which Patrick Swayze said is the sexiest thing he's ever done on film. I, I just felt dis- uncomfortable. Disagree. <laughs> totally disagree. He was completely sexy and dirty dancing when he picked her up in the water. Yeah. But now, also, uh, my wife has said that she's never seen this movie unedited. She's only have ever seen this movie on TV. And last night when we were watching it streaming, uh, you couldn't, you could not find uh, a copy to just stream for free. Like you had to pay, like rent. So we found a copy on the BBC. So that's how we watch this one. Um, uh, we, I just we rented ours, I guess you could say. Yeah, you guys rented yours. Like well, I just didn't want to rent it because it was it's four bucks to rent, and I'm yeah. just like, eh. you know. So we just found it on YouTube TV. Um, okay, so okay, so kind of going with it, Eric. You're right. I don't want to just just stab it in the heart right now, but um, I will say one of the things why I fell asleep, and maybe Sarah, you can you can go with this too, is I didn't find the story interesting. Not because I felt that things were creepy or people were creepy. I just found that that the that the characters were worse than toast. You know, they were just so <laughs> they were just so dry. Mm-hmm. And Whoopi was such a breath of fresh air. When she's not in the movie, they're just dry. Would you agree, Sarah? I do. Uh, this where I fell asleep was. Oh, Eric, where did I fall asleep? It was just about an hour in. Uh, when Demi Moore started talking. God, yeah. Um, (laughs) The friend, uh, Carl, is searching, trying to, like, search out the little notebook in Demi Moore's in the house. Um, Mm -hmm. And so there's, I miss the, that, like, little bit where it kind of explains why um, uh, Whoopi Goldberg has to go to the bank and pretend to be Rita Miller, which was a really fun scene. Um, 
But my question when I was rewatching it just a little bit ago to Eric was at one point Carl is on the phone while he's kind of, you know, clicking his little old timey computer. Uh, and he's on the phone with like whoever is getting him to launder the money. And I'm like, okay, so what's the backstory there? Did I miss something else? But apparently it's just never explained. He's just laundering the money either for someone or with someone. I don't know. That's where I fell asleep. And then I woke up and Oda Mae Brown was uh, being fabulous at the bank. Yeah, my wife said, I don't know if she's making this up, if, if this is her conclusion, if there was another actual like part in the movie. But she said that it's the mob. He owes the money to the mob. I wouldn't be surprised. That's, that sounds about right. Sure, you can really put anything you want on it. He mean, just, he's, yeah. he's buddies with uh, Willie, so... Yeah. Is he buddies with Willie, or is he just he's just or is Billy just a hired gun? Oh, uh, Wikipedia says that Carl is laundering money for drug dealers. Well, I, I wish don't know the movie how he got wrapped up that. with drug dealers, but yeah, I wish the movie would have. Well, I mean, like, I mean, like it is 1990s New York City, and he is a yuppie. We'll mm -hmm. go with that. Okay, okay, so that's okay. So complaint one was just people were dry, and it just I, I didn't feel. Um, Demi Moore's loss. It just, it just, it did. It felt forced. They didn't feel like they looked. I thought they were husband and wife. No, they're just. Uh, I think they're engaged. I don't know if they're even engaged. They're just dating. They're dating. They had just moved in together. Right. And by the way, that apartment. Oh my. Yeah, God. that was an amazing apartment. Yeah, I actually thought apparently of you in a rough area of town, though. Yeah. Yeah, but it, yeah, but I immediately thought of you too. I was like, this looks like such an Eric and Sarah apartment. I don't know why. I, I don't ask me. I like those so high, loft in New York. Those high ceilings because are it wonderful, had, but I don't know about that architectural artwork. interest. Because it had style and it taste. taste. That's oh, right. thank you. Yes, you're not country folk. <laughs> no not ranch anymore. house. Not anymore, man. <laughs> no. So, I mean, that's complaint one. I mean, Eric, uh, Sarah agrees with me. Do you agree before we go on to complaint number two? I mean, like, do you feel that these characters are dry, they're bland? Oh, yeah, I, I, I can't disagree with you there. I, I don't think the story needs to be complex, though, and the story is not the problem. Uh, I don't think that their acting is the problem either. I mean, I, we could go into it how Demi Moore really only has, you know, uh, mode one and mode two, and that's about it. You know, that's that's... That's basically it. She can she can get the tears out when she needs to, but even then, she still has kind of like the same, the, the same intensity with the tears that she would be yes. when she's just kind of talking with you. I would argue she only has one mode, and that mode is either Demi Moore or Demi Moore with tears running down her face. Even That's when good. she's crying, she's not showing emotion. It's the same face as when she's just in a normal scene. Now, this is the movie that made her, though, right? Because earlier this year, like, okay, my wife and I, we love The Breakfast Club, right? That's one of our favorite movies, uh, The Brat Pack, if you will. And we'd never seen St. Elmo's Fire. So we watched St. Elmo's Fire for the first time this winter just for fun to watch. And Demi Moore was in that movie, and uh, I was doing a lot of reading about it you know, because I really kind of enjoyed it. And I guess, like, after St. Elmo's Fire and between Elmo's Fire and this one – she was this like into drugs and just scandals and just not doing really well and not doing good films. And this movie kind of like fixed that for her, I guess, in the public eye to make her this big star. Do you guys see that in this movie? Yeah, she got the haircut. Is that what it is? She got the haircut. I mean, okay, Such a bad haircut. 
Yeah, it's terrible. She looked like a boy half the time. Um, did she do anything in between St. Elmo's Fire and this? And she did a few movies, but it's nothing. Nothing about, big. Right? About last night, one crazy summer, wisdom, the seventh. Just, just to give you guys an idea, this is kind of how like ridiculous this goes. So Patrick Swayze is dating Demi Moore. They have a best friend, Carl. They both do. So I think I'm Carl to you guys. That's weird. Um, and then Carl's like, "Hey, Patrick Swayze, stop looking at you know stuff you're not supposed to look at on the computer." And Patrick Swayze's like, "Things are not adding up number wise." So then Carl decides to hire a street thug. Willie to just steal his wallet. That's the plot to steal the wallet. But then the Willie doesn't steal the wallet. He shoots Patrick Swayze dead. Like, come on. Like, I, bland. Well, it's it was more complex than than that. It was that oh. they're both bankers and Patrick uh, or uh, Sam has obviously a, a number of accounts that he is liable for manages. And during some sort of emergency transaction, and I could be probably wrong on this, uh, but I think he used uh, or had Carl use, like, let him do some of the work or use his account or have him manage his account. And so he got access to his account. I think uh, Sam was auditing some accounts and saw something was off. Okay. That's 100% what happened. Yeah, that's 100%. So then, but again, though, his friend hires a street thug to just steal the wallet. Because I, think he, I think he hired him to kill him. No, he did it because no, he, he even said that in the movie. Carl oh. said, you were supposed to steal his wallet. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, you're just supposed yeah. to do the wallet. I, I think it's because Sam had that the the code in his wallet. Mm-hmm. Oh, there it is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So then the movie takes an interesting turn where I was in, like I was engaged in this part, right? Uh, you hear a gunshot, and the camera turns to watch Willie run away, and Sam is running right after him. So you're like, oh, my God, right? And then you turn, and that he's a ghost. And then here comes this light from heaven shining down, and he makes the decision to stay here. Uh, skip ahead a few scenes. Um, he meets an old guy at the hospital, and the old guy's kind of like uh, teaching him the ropes. I wanted more of this. That's what I'm trying to say. I, I wanted more of this ghost world, if you will. Like, I wanted to know the rules, because there is no rules as these ghosts. Usually movies like this have rules, and there's nothing. I found that annoying. Eric, what about you? I I mean, it's it's vague, you know, and that's kind of to their advantage, is is that yeah you have questions i'm sure he's got plenty of questions but you know you're dead who who do you ask where do you, where do you go uh, you, you know like what you know there's uh there's no handbook uh, of the recently deceased nice you know there's there's a, not a whole lot to do and so i'm sure that this guy uh who's his about his first interaction so he's confused that you know that this is happening so yes right. sam has to piece this together too um and by the time he kind of snaps it together he's gone and he's, he's gonna gone. move on to the next one that's that's another hard thing too is being a, a wandering spirit and he seems to uh i don't this is what's kind of silly to me is that okay so you've obviously accepted like you've got to the point where you're like okay i am dead 
but you still obey the the door rule for some reason. Just like, come on, man, like walk to the door. Like, yeah, you know that's that's a huge perk. That's that's one thing that I think any person did or uh, you know in that situation, they're gonna take full advantage of first. Of course, um, we are skipping ahead because again, but Sarah, what do you think of the train ghost? What's your what's your story of the train ghost? Oh, he was a little creepy. Um, I mean, first off, like in the the first time that uh, Sam meets him, you know, he's so standoffish. This is my train. Get off my train or my car, whatever he says. Uh, and then, you know, he obviously helps Patrick Swayze kind of learn how to channel his anger and such, all of his emotions to help make things move and sort of become a poltergeist. But then I, I can't remember exactly what happens. He, you know, breaks he breaks the glass of the cigarette dispenser and then sort of like flips a switch and doesn't know who Patrick Swayze is anymore. And it was like, Oh, that was creepy. Um, I thought it was a, I mean, it was a, a good character and it was needed so that Patrick Swayze could then, uh, connect to the real world. And I found the train ghost. The reason I brought him up really fascinating. It's pretty bad that a movie who is nominated for best film and I'm not even interested in the main characters. I'm interested in the train ghost. I'm interested in Whoopi Goldberg. I like train ghost. I don't remember his name. That's why I'm calling him train ghost. But his story is interesting. And I had this backstory figured out because when he gets in, because Patrick Chase said, why are you here? Why are you down here? And I take it the guy was a suicide because he jumps in front of a train. That's the way I took it. Wasn't he pushed? Well, that's he, when, uh, when he was ranting, you know, did you push me? Was it you? Something well, like that. You would. He said that, but because of he, he became so defensive, almost like you were accusing him, like he wasn't. You could, you could kind of turn into like, all right, well, he probably was a was a suicide. Yeah, he was like, oh, somebody pushed me. He's lying. Know? Yeah, he's just yeah. he's lying about it. Because um, looking he up jumped the, in the train. I'm looking up the guy. Uh, um, Schiavelli uh, is this guy's name because he's been in – he's a character actor, and he's just been in yeah, a, whole, a whole bunch of stuff. Of course, Night Court. I know everyone's been wondering. Uh, Amadeus. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's just been in uh, – oh, who's the he's boss? Monkey Brewster? Yeah, I mean he's been in This guy's – I've, 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 I've seen him. I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, he's one of those faces where you could be like, all right, well, I, I don't recognize him from this, but I, I do right. recognize that face. Very unique right. enough. So um, Patrick Swayze goes back to the apartment, and then we get the creepy, like, oh, my God, the killers in the house kind of moment. I, I, again, it's all because of a little black book. Now, what did – okay, so let's just say if, if Carl messes up, tells Willie, hey, just steal the wallet. He doesn't do it. He accidentally kills uh, Patrick Swayze, Sam. Why go through this whole fuss – of bringing in the guy who killed Patrick Swayze into the house. Can't, can't Carl just go in and just say, Hey, uh, Demi Moore, uh, I know you don't know anything about, uh, Patrick Swayze's work here. Can I get this little black book? It has our accounts in it. I yeah. mean, right? he does, I don't think he wants to be tied to anything. He wants his hands to be clean. But what I just said makes his hands clean. Hey, can you please give me a book for our accounts? That's what I would do. I, I, I mean, not right. I, I guess, but maybe, maybe, maybe not. Because if it, if that's the account that has illegal activity in it, but then again, 
Like, how would she know? How would she she's know? not even gonna pay attention. She's no. gonna go, oh, okay. Here's the here's the little book for yeah. those accounts. I mean, that right there, movie's over with. But well, that's why we needed it. Right. So then Patrick Swayze runs into Whoopi Goldberg, who is a real psychic slash not real psychic. No, she's a she's a con. She's a well, well okay, but is it does the movie she which it does starts as a con. Right. So does she just get this 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 power, this sixth sense, if you will? Like Well, she like, says that it, like her mom had it and her grandma had it and she just kind of faked it until she made it. And then all of a sudden okay. Patrick Swayze started talking to her and then there's the scene later in the movie where there's all these ghosts in the room because they know that they can contact their loved ones through yeah, her. Great scene. Right. Yeah, I actually quite enjoyed that a lot. Um, I was left with this movie wanting more Ghost World information, um, and I wanted more characters that I didn't get. Uh, I thought Whoopi Goldberg did a really good job actually uh, pretending to talk to somebody who's not there. Mm-hmm. I wish I was on set of this too because that would be interesting. Uh, Demi Moore, I think, is definitely the weakest part of this movie. Um, mm-hmm. She doesn't do anything. She just, she just doesn't do anything. Nothing. No, I agree. And she's just what a a, a clay artist. She she's not affording this she's apartment a in Manhattan. She is an artiste. She's an artist. Thank you. Just like in the movie, just like in the movie, just like in the show Friends, they're not affording those apartments. And this is, I just, I just don't like this movie. Whatever, man. When you got rich banker friends to buy your art, like it's it's okay. gonna help. So, right. Uh, um, you know, it's almost like it's, I don't know, like a Jap life in the New York lifestyle. So we we get what you said earlier, Sarah, about uh, her pretending to be, Whoopi Goldberg pretending to be um, Rita something to go to the Miller. bank to get this money. That was a funny scene. I fell asleep after that, too, to be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I just, it, it was bland. Um, do you guys... Okay, so after that, what happens? Because, um, again, I fell asleep. I was dozing. So what happens after the bank sink? Uh, Sam makes Whoopi Goldberg donate $4 million to the nuns. That's a fun little scene because she doesn't want to give it, and she's just, like, yeah. holding on to that check. Um, yeah. Molly, is that funny? Um, Molly sees her at the bank. Is that is that is that funny, by the way, that she donated to the nuns because, oh, like, no. three years later Direct. she'll be a nun? Yeah. No, anybody? That was good. That was a good one. Good job. I think it's part of the plan, Universal Pictures. Well, part of it. So then, um, also, too, Carl is trying to... Dude, creep, creep, capital capital C creep, dude. Like, I would never do that, by the way. Like, even if I wasn't a bad guy like Carl. But, like, what a creep, guys. Like, Carl goes to Demi Moore's... his friend Demi Moore's apartment, and he's first of all he's just like, hey, you know, I want to talk to you, blah blah. And then he, when her back is turned, he goes, oh, it spills coffee. my coffee. And then he takes off his shirt, dude. That's not women don't know. No women ever in the history of womanhood would go, oh. <laughs> Let me wash that for you. It's like a uh, in How I Met Your Mother. It's the naked man. It works, what, two out of three times? If you just show up naked, somebody's going to, sorry, fans, have sex with you. Um, I mean, it happened in college once. Oh, Lord. Um, so he he is. He's such a creep because then he's 
he like touches her in yeah very familiar ways that like as friends i don't care how long you've known that person i don't want you touching me in that way like right. that's how my partner touches me not my friend yeah um he's like stroking her face he's touching her shirt uh he's you know touching her hair um it's i, I did not care for that at all and then he kissed her and she and she gave into the kiss and then I think it was Sam got pissed, so he jumped through them and knocked over a picture. And then yeah. that's when he figured he can move things, talk to the train ghost. Mm -hmm. But, like, that, that scene was, like, super creepy. Um, is Patrick Swayze correct? Sarah, I'll ask you first. Is the clay ghost pot scene, is, is, is that sexy? No. No. Uh, we watched a lot of the Great Pottery Throwdown which is a, a British pottery show. Uh, and I've seen what it takes to make pottery, and that's not sexy. It's really dirty. At one scene at the be at the scene at the beginning where they're they're doing the sexy pottery thing and they they move into a little bit more than pottery. Uh, she is obviously only wearing a shirt. Like pottery gets messy. I don't want stuff getting anywhere. I I no. It's like saying that scene is sexy. Like people say sex on the beach is sexy. Like, no, that's just sandy. There's sand in your crevices. Now there's clay in your crevices. Let's so not it's the, think that's so fun. Here's the thing, though, and I'm going to ask you the same question, but I don't think it's the actual act that's sexy. Maybe it's the idea. Eric, what do you say? Is this scene sexy? I, I mean, Hollywood's going to make anything look, you know, sexy. They put They put some right seductive moves on it you know they make a hamburger look sexy right it, it's it's just what they it's what they're paid to do and this is just kind of one such thing where the grand uh audience is not going to know that pottery or throwing as we, know. we know the terms now are, are is a <laughs> difficult thing so they're gonna think oh yeah that's 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 sexy without it thinking like you know um yeah, like a I'm line cook. Logistics. Like a line cook at at the diner is sexy too. It's just like, yeah, it, you know, you can't smell in a movie theater, and there's a reason <laughs> for that for that too. Which I'm sure, again, like with the pottery, it probably didn't smell uh, attractive either. A big old lump of clay in a workshop like that too, in a warehouse that you just demolished with all that dust, and it's just like in in you know like a Lower East Side of New York. It's like uh, probably not going to be as you know sexy as you think. There's probably rats in there too, but um, here well, we got rid of it. Thinking too much. So yeah, sure. it's it might have been just been the situation of uh, some shirtless man in in some dungarees uh, pulling up behind you and just kind of letting you know, you know, taking control. You know. But it's also like the slipperiness of the the hands. I'm I'm guessing. Not so in, Sarah, not in his hands. He's got no. control. He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing with those hands. Sarah, you were going to say something before Eric answered about my statement, which was, um, is it is it sexy just because of the idea of you like you like sex on the beach or like this clay thing? Oh, you're absolutely. Gonna say so I mean that's what it is. I don't know so, what like, I was going to say. I don't remember, but sorry, uh, yeah. sorry. That's okay, <laughs> I don't know if that was good. <laughs> Um, I have another question, and this is a critique on the individual person. This is just me assuming because I've seen uh, a handful of his movies, and I don't. I'm. This is not me going into this attempting to be a jerk, but I'm going to come off as a jerk. 
Is Patrick Swayze dumb? Yes. I mean, like, I mean, dumb. dumb. I'm just asking because other things that I read about IMDb that he was quoted saying, I found this character very hard to do because I was never because I was always the one in the action scenes, and then this time I couldn't be in the action scenes. And it's like, are you? Is are he you saying dumb? he can only act if he's doing an acting Sarah an action scene? I don't. That's why I'm asking. Is he dumb? Yes. Because. Okay, Eric said yes twice. Right. Like I've seen Point Break, it's uh, Roadhouse. Is he just? Is this a pretty dumb face? Yes, like okay, three I, times. I, it's yes. Just, just um, he is one of those, in my opinion, and I, I mean no disrespect to the dead, of course. You know, friend of the show, Patrick Stewart or Swayze. Patrick Swayze. <laughs> Patrick and, and, Patrick, Patrick and Patrick Stewart. They both, they both avid fans. Yeah, uh, even though one's dead, but. Uh, that uh, when the pretty face gets enough recognition and just you know on a hot streak, you know this guy's been just you know what I mean just just right. slam dunking his entire life here, and uh, I think it's a bit more of a big head where he's talking about the art and the craft, and it's just like if we go back and look at it, Patrick Swayze, you you the majority of your roles consisted of you looking into the camera or looking off, you know quarter turned. Uh, from the camera into the distance at at you know your brother sister mother daughter over there right. looking very concerned and uh, delivering your line and then running with little shirt on or no shirt on that's that's what you do and you know like is it a bad thing no it's it's by design to bring in the tickets and a lot of other actors have done the same thing where they get the opinion and it's just like well we didn't we didn't pay you for that opinion, Matthew McConaughey. We paid you to to smile, look at the camera, and you don't have to wear a shirt. Yeah, that's what I'm asking if this guy's done because I was looking it up too. Uh, the next year, 91, he does Point Break, and he doesn't look too intelligent in that either. Uh, Sarah, is there a better movie here? There are some ideas, and Eric, I'm asking you the same question, but is there something that we can edit ourselves to make this a more interesting film. I know, I, I know it's a tough question why you're thinking just like, think of Whoopi Goldberg, think of the train ghost, think of, um, uh, heaven shining down. And why is it do this? What's the rules? Like Demi Moore as well. Like, is there a better movie here that we could do again? Vaguely this movie, puts in sentences like just kind of one word quips and for that one they i uh, think otome one of the sisters had said maybe correct me if that uh, some of the times the spirits choose to stay for unresolved or unfinished business um so i guess patrick swayze made this his unfinished business uh and then once it was complete he got to say his his goodbye do whatever that kiss was uh, and 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 then zipped up. Okay. Well, I mean, Sarah. I mean, okay. To go off for of Eric. I mean, Sarah. Do you feel there's a better movie then? Yeah, I'd like to think there is, but I'm not convinced. Um, it. I mean, I think if it was remade today, it would be better, just because the CGI and such would be better. Uh, whatever the the shadow things that are taking people to hell 
would be better well. designed and so you're just going to get a cleaner maybe movie um and i think i i want a little more just a little more story to it of like i want to see the female character be legitimately upset that she just saw her her you know partner gets stabbed in an alley why they were walking in that alley i don't know um and i want yeah i want some more of like patrick swayze like actually figuring out how to be a ghost and not just running through doors and stumbling uh i think it could be a better movie i just well well for me actually the character that i really liked was the old man and uh, when he meets him in the hospital, I wanted to bring this up because I thought this is this should be the movie where it's like this old man uh, starts to talk to Patrick Swayze, this old ghost. And he's just like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting for my wife, cardiac yeah. arrest, but she's fighting. Oh. I'm like, OK, I like that line. I mm-hmm. want more of that kind of thing. Like, I think that would be a better story of like it was an accidental death. So now Patrick Swayze, a la City of Angels, maybe, is kind of like just like with her, making sure that she's safe, kind of, I don't know. I, this whole this whole friend stabbing him in the back, it was just forced, very forced. Uh, but I actually, you know what? The effects don't bother me, Sarah. I, I mean, it, it was fine for what it was. Uh, I actually kind of thought that the sounds of the shadow things and dragging them to hell were kind of creepy, to be honest with you. Did you read what the sound effects were made of? Crying babies. That's why I don't like it. Babies played backwards and very slow. Don't like that. Don't like that. Crying babies just just make make me cry. I don't like crying babies. Oh, it's it's haunting. Yeah, it it really is. Uh, Just just but I mean, without that, you don't have much of a conflict. You just have. Sam's ghost basically just wa- wandering around and watching Molly eventually get over it, you know. And it's just like well, that's that's gonna be rough on Sam. Now he doesn't know how to get out. He had opportunity to get out. Now he's he's just gonna sit around and watch her. I don't know. Move on. You know. Well, no, because I'm I'm literally Eric. I'm pulling this out of thin air. Here's the conflict in a better movie. Uh, old man angel comes down and says, Hey, you made the choice not to go to heaven. So check, check this big guy. You got 50 years to like kind of roam the earth, you know, do your ghost thing. Right. And then we're going to come back one more time at a random place in 50 years as an example. And if you don't decide to go up, dude, you're going down. I don't know. Like that's the conflict. So he has time to figure this out. I was just bored, and I was just trying to think of other ways to make the movie better. Uh, well, I would think uh, the best way to, I think to do that is to um, involve the characters a bit more into the overarching story, or a overarching story, which they didn't really make much of an arc of, which was the uh, the the source, the the money laundering. So uh, have that go into it a bit more. Have um that be more involved have it be that carl was actually getting threats and whoever he's owing money to because he is late is now a threat maybe going after it um so they could maybe make him uh one of those where i don't know he's he's on their side and he makes a noble sacrifice or uh um and he's you know very much regrets all of his uh, um actions and 
you know, comes to testify uh, everything that I'm sorry, Molly, or have him become the supervillain and have Molly be more of the, the sleuth uh, instead of her just kind of seeing Otomei at the bank or uh, having um, Carl ask her about the bank numbers and have her just going, oh, I don't know. I haven't done it yet. It's just like, <laughs> well, well, you could have, you know, made more of it a commitment, especially um if people are constantly asking you about stuff like so soon after the death, you know, maybe have a reaction be like, well, wait a second. Why are you constantly asking me about this? Why are you coming on to me like this? Uh, have a re just be a bit more of a reaction, uh, mm. especially to a friend who doesn't seem to show any remorse towards your friend dying, your lover, fiance, uh, whatever dying. And then this new character comes in um who might possibly have a criminal record now too, and it's just, uh, you know, for for her to just kind of dismiss it, you, you they could have also um, made her a more involved character, and you could have followed her around a bit more. She could have puzzled, uh, put some pieces of the puzzle together, and um, figured out that it was Carl who you know was was bad, or. She'd ask Carl, like, hey, why are these guys, you know, why'd they stop me on the side of the road, Carl, asking about, you know, this and that, or why they, why were they asking about you, Carl? Why were they asking about some money? And, yeah, you know, she was, yeah. They, they could have explored that, I guess, a bit more, but, um, again, we're just kind of yeah. like, brainstorming here. So, uh, before we get to our pop ratings, I have one more question, too, from both. And my question is, we're all in our mid-30s. So this movie, I feel, is aiming towards that demographic in 1990, right? Sure. So if we were in our 30s in 1990, would this movie hit different for us? Um, Sarah, let's go with you first. Ladies first. What do you feel on that? Do you feel this movie – do you feel that we would be dogging it the way we are now? Or is it just that different time kind of thing? I think it's a different time. Uh, I, I mean, like we've been saying, like I didn't feel the emotion from Demi Morse, and I, I didn't feel invested in their relationship enough to feel like I wanted to cry or feel anything when he got stabbed. And then I didn't feel her loss through the rest of the movie, so that when he came back and they have this kiss at the end to like feel a lot of emotion for that. Like, oh, I can't believe it just happened. Like, I didn't feel anything about this movie. Uh, and I don't know if if I was the same age and when it came out uh, 32 years ago, um, if I would feel it feel it either. Okay, Eric, do you, do you agree? Anything different? I, you could make the same movie today, I think, with the same uh, uh, story or similar, maybe, you know, tweak this or tweak that. But uh, really, just just as is, with different actors, with mo more modern or familiar actors now, or maybe uh, right. better actors that would kind of uh, are just different, you know, who who would have a different view than what those actors in the original were, were doing, and I think it would work just as well, if not better, um, because this came down to. Uh, the the characters themselves, just their right. chemistry with each other. Um, Demi chose to be like this this pained, uh, very emotionally distant person, uh, rather than in kind of being the one to kind of you know uh, 
find what's this is troubling and wrong. Like everything, this is a lot of stuff coming at her, and she's just, just like, no, you know, coming very distant and pushed back. And I get that. Um, I I mean, keep Oda May, like. Yeah, oh yeah, keep yeah, keep Whoopi. Again, she's great. She was the the star of the show. You could have had more with with that if you wanted, or even more of the sisters uh, to right. do like more of a, a comedic bit, or even like uh, one of the ghosts for it to be kind of like brought in there. Or you could do more with Willie, uh, even uh, if you wanted to. There's really no point. Uh, no, in, in but we got enough. Uh, of, we got to see his his place. We didn't get to see Carl's place. We don't need to see Willie's place. That was stupid. Well, that was an important part because that was the one where uh, when Sam got to see that Carl uh, was wow. in and were in cahoots uh, right. with, with each other. So that was that was kind of an, uh, point. an important scene. Um, but I, I yeah, I think that you could do it with, with different characters and uh, it would it would play out better. This is better as a movie than as a series. Is kind of one of those few uh, things where we could say. This plays better in like a two-hour feature than a uh, um, a six-hour short or mini. All right, fair enough. Uh, well, we'll go on with our popcorn ratings. Um, I guess I'll just go first, just to nip it right in the bat. Um, yeah, I never go first. Uh, Ghost, Ghost is a small. This is uh, what we reviewed. Twelve movies? Is it twelve? Eleven or twelve? Okay, we. So, so this is the eleventh. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is probably top five worst maybe i'll make the list for next for next month but yeah this is not good i, I didn't feel anything for the characters i was excited to see it because i was kind of like wondering what the hype was of uh, surrounding it i actually had more fun with fatal attraction than this one to be honest with you um i just thought it was bland dry toast i've already said that a thousand times i wish demi uh would have been more to her character but a small bag uh, this is a great Sunday late morning afternoon cleaning movie. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, you know, like it's, it's, it's winter and it's kind of spring, kind of not. The windows are kind of open in the house, kind of not. And you are just cleaning, not really paying attention. And it's on the background until that song comes on. You're like, Oh, and then you just go back to cleaning. So, yeah, small bag. This is this does not deserve the love, or maybe we're just missing it. Uh, Sarah, what is your popcorn rating for Ghost? It's a small bag. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm glad that I've seen it now, uh, and I never have to watch it again. Um, it just it was. I mean, like you said, there were dry characters. I didn't feel any kind of emotion uh, from the characters, and so I didn't feel anything for them. Uh, which is sad because I mean it's supposed to be like this big romance and and I mean I, I like crying at a good movie I have no problem doing that but but this was just not that great um, slight non sequitur there is a band called the Axis of Awesome and they sing a song called the Holy Trinity and one of their references is a Patrick Swayze pottery ghost being a good ghost versus a bad ghost and that's always that that song is what I think of every time I I hear about mm-hmm. the movie Ghost. So if you want a, a fun little, um, very non-religious song about the Holy Trinity, give that a try. Excess of awesome. So so small bags right now for uh, for myself and Sarah. Eric, are we going to continue this trend? What is your popcorn rating for Ghost? I 
<laughs> I have a bias. I I I grew up with this movie. Believe it or not, I, I've seen it uh, many times. Uh, it's just I I don't know why. It's not like it was by choice. I never we've never owned it on tape. It it was either just probably like on Sunday afternoons or uh, because I grew up with HBO Cinemax, and this is just one of those those deal pictures that is probably on in the morning or you know uh, during whatever. I, there's something about it. Uh, Don't give it a medium, Eric. Don't you dare. I was gonna give it a medium. Oh. Uh, listen, out of out of Whoopi's performance alone, um, really, I I don't like Patrick Swayze or Demi Moore character in this. I I do like Tony Goldwyn's character in this. Uh, Carl as the villain. Uh, I think that bad guys, people who can play villains, don't get often uh, enough respect. And I think he did his, uh, a great job of that. He he, he plays douchebag very very well. Um, he does in other movies too. He's just uh, he's just good at that. He's voice of Tarzan, by the way. Disney's Tarzan. Um, he was also in the Sixth Man with Ar- Arnie. The Sixth oh, Day. Oh yes, that's right. That's right. He is in the Sixth Day, isn't he? Yeah. He's Tarzan. Yeah. What? Well, was <laughs> so. Um, I might uh, You know, he's. Uh, I he's 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 good. I I've always I always liked him. But again, I think that if you take uh, Swayze and more out, and you could put any other two actresses or actors in there, uh, you got yourself a an updated movie that that works. Uh, you cool. can explore a bit more of Willie. You could make it into a miniseries and do the uh, the the. the it, Tales of Otome, that's a spinoff on her own with with you know her solving mysteries, uh, whatever the hell. Uh, that it just works. Um, I, yeah, I and, oh for the camera work. I pointed out to Sarah a few times the camera work in this movie, the mirror shots that they do uh, twice, uh, the camera cuts. It's I I I appreciate this movie for uh, I guess a different part other than the the acting. I can look past that horrible acting and appreciate Whoopi Goldberg and a lot of the production that goes into it. And again, I also have Demon of Bias. So I, I give it a medium for all that, but um, with an eye roll. All right, well, hey, fair enough. Medium for you. I don't agree with you. It's, it's not a classic. It's a classic. It's, I don't agree with you. Sarah does you, not agree with you. You knew about it before no. you watched it. I, I knew the things doesn't mean it's a classic. All right? No. Bad Eric. That does. That that no. most certainly. <laughs> Just move because on, Jordan. I know. I'm going to move on. All right. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Check us out moviegaspodcast.podbean.com or wherever you get your podcast from on the app on your phone or tablet. We are on that app. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.